And out front now, retired Army Major General James Spider Marks and Seth Jones, whose analysis of this conflict is being extensively utilized by the U.S. government. He is the senior vice president at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Uh, General, you just heard the IDF saying it is now near the heart of Gaza City. What does that fight look like tonight? Well, what it really looks like is an extremely difficult fight. Let me show you how this will unfold. Now, when we go back to when the IDF entered into Gaza, they essentially came along three axes. And by doing that, you've isolated where the primary fight is taking place right now. Going to the next map, what you really see with Gaza City is if you could fly a drone over Gaza City right now, what you would see is the IDF has created an outer ring, essentially, with strong points in different locations that are interconnected visually, through communications, through supporting fire. And the intent of that is to keep Hamas fighters or reinforcing kinds of capabilities out. What you would also see then is kind of an inner ring where most of the fighting is going to take place and most of the clearance of those tunnels and those individual locations where inventory of weapon systems, where the late, latest locations of where the Hamas leadership might be located. And what that is intended to do is to keep Hamas inside so the Israelis can do some very precise and some very hard fighting. But this is described doctrinally as a three-block war. We're on one block, you're doing some very high-intensity conventional fighting. On the second block, you may be doing some very precise targeting, going after individuals. You may be trying to separate combatants. And on the third block, which is important to understand, on the third block, you're probably conducting humanitarian efforts. So the issue all along is, can you conduct operations and conduct humanitarian operations? Yes, there's doctrine that supports that. So the international claim that you need to take a tactical pause, which is not a military term. There is no term for pause. You're either attacking or you're defending. You can simultaneously conduct humanitarian efforts, which should take place, which could take place here along the sea. You can bring in some mercy ships to handle a lot of the medical requirements, as well as humanitarian. You could create humanitarian corridors, and you can bring in resupplies. And Seth, I mean, to that point, this kind of fighting consequences, as, as Oren was talking about, what kind of casualties could the IDF incur when, uh, when it begins conducting these kinds of operations in the heart of the city there? Well, we're already seeing, Brianna, the IDF incur some casualties already. Uh, they're facing a range of improvised explosive devices in and around those areas of Gaza, Gaza City. Uh, they've got rocket-propelled grenades that Hamas has shot, and other groups, frankly, in the area. Uh, they've got other types of um, uh, snipers that have uh, sh shot at IDF forces. And then we, we certainly see um, a range of Hamas operatives coming into and out of the tunnels uh, with additional weapons. So uh, this is a very difficult environment for the IDF. They know it well. Uh, and this is really where intelligence is so important to identify where those Hamas, Islamic Jihad and other fighters are, what they have and where they're going. In Spider Israel, intercepting a missile that was fired at the southern Israeli city of Ilat on the Red Sea. This was targeted in a drone attack. Israel says it was launched from Syria, 
But Yemen's Houthi rebels have also claimed that attack. And the IDF and Hezbollah trading fire after more attacks were launched on northern Israel from Lebanon. At what point is this not just a missile fired here or there, but instead it's Israel getting drawn into a multi-front war? Yeah, you need to look at what Tehran is directing. Let's, let's be frank with each other, and we have discussed this many times. Hamas conducted their attack on the 7th of October on the direction of, of Iran, and what Hezbollah does is at the direction of Iran as well. And so clearly the intent, I must say, the, the strategic objective of the attack on the 7th was hopefully to draw the rest of the Arab world into this so that Israel would collapse. I mean, that's their charter. That's why Hamas and Hezbollah exa- exist. And that's what Iran is trying to achieve. So what's happening is clearly is you think that Tehran hopes that the Israelis are focused, laser focused in on Gaza and might not be completely engaged as they should be along the northern border up here. Well, clearly what the Israelis have been through before is that type of requirement to fight a multi-front war. What may happen if Hezbollah begins to create a number of missiles that would overwhelm the Iron Dome system that Israel has, and if they were to use the tunnel system, which exists in northern Israel and southern Lebanon as well, so that there could be Hezbollah fighters infiltrating in, we now look at the possibility, not the probability, and this belongs to our Defense Department and State Department to um, engage in. So we've got the Eisenhower carrier strike group, do they then go after targets in southern Lebanon that are conducting these missile strikes into Israel? That is the key question. That broadens the fight into another country. And I do want to mention that we are seeing some new flares uh, up in the region there in Gaza where this fighting is going on. You know, Seth, look, this is difficult territory. And if there's anyone who knows it, it's America post 9-11. So where is the line here for Israel between responding to valid anger over a horrific attack on civilians and that same response creating more terrorists than you're defeating? Well, it's a very difficult uh, objective that the Israelis have set out to eliminate Hamas. I actually don't think it's entirely possible, part because Hamas is an ideology more than just a, a group. Uh, but I would point out that this type of urban combat is extremely violent. Um, it, it, it does impact civilians. Uh, that State Department cable is certainly true that, that U.S. diplomats have been under pressure. But I would just remind everyone that as we look across the Middle East in the last several years, the Saudis pounded targets in Yemen. Uh, over 15,000 civilians were killed. The Syrians killed well over 200,000 with the Russians targeting hospitals and humanitarian aid convoys, uh, 10,000 uh, in Mosul itself uh, that were killed by Iraqi and other forces uh, as the Iraqis and the U.S. moved into Mosul. So I would just remind everyone, too, that this type of warfare is violent, including for other Arab regimes that have been involved in it. So, um, so you know, again, this is not just an Israeli or even a, a, a U.S. Uh, situation.